Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 118 of the Mo Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse, and welcome back to my listener series. I am so excited to be doing the listener series once again, and if you're new to the show, all the listener series really is, is a chance to listen uh from listeners of the show. It's very simple. Basically, I just started getting inundated with awesome emails from listeners of the podcast sharing their personal finance journeys with me. And I'm like, hey, wouldn't this be cool to share it with you? So I started uh, contacting everyone who's emailed me, seeing if they want to be on the show. And now bam, we've got the listener series. So I am excited to kick off the listener series with my first guest, Lillian Hearn. She has an amazing personal finance journey that I know you are going to love. But before I get to that interview, here's a few words about this episode's sponsor. Support for this episode comes from Credit Card Genius, the only tool that compares over 50 features of 150 Canadian credit cards using math-based ratings and rankings that respond to your needs instantly. Now you can get rewarded faster without all the headache. Visit creditcardgenius.ca to learn more. Once again, that's creditcardgenius.ca. Thank you, Lillian, for joining me on the show. I'm so glad I have the chance to talk to you for another listener series episode. Thank you, Jessica. I'm so excited to be part of this podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You are so welcome. And so I feel like you might be one of the first uh, listener series or or just like uh, people that have emailed me saying that you found my podcast on YouTube. So I think yeah. that's pretty fun. I'm like, oh, I always kind of wondered who are those YouTube people? They They generally, sometimes they leave comments, but generally they just kind of like listen and then leave. Whereas I feel like the people that find me on iTunes are a little bit more vocal. So I'm glad that you sent me an email so I know you're out there (laughs) and listening on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I love YouTube and I find a lot of information there. And then I find your podcast there. And the reason why I love it is like people share their personal stories. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of helped me to... Oh, I can do this. Oh, I should be doing that. Give me some ideas totally. and also encourage me to continue to to be the way that I am. Right? Absolutely. So I want to dive into your story because um, you were able to do something I, I believe a lot of people dream about, myself included, being semi-retired by 40, which is sounds like a dream for sure. <laughs> but uh, you obviously had to work hard, save hard, be very strategic in order to get to where you are now. So where did... Where did you start? Um, uh, and I know you have a bit of an accent, and you you have, yeah. and we'll get into this. Also, you also have a Spanish language blog yourself, which is amazing. I wish I knew Spanish so I could read it. <laughs> I, I feel like I'll just use Google Translator and then see what's going on over there. But uh, I would love to know kind of where you started uh, that helped you get to where you are right now. Yeah, um, I'm Peruvian or original from Peru, Lima, the mm-hmm. big city. I moved to the uh, United States back in November in 2005. Mm-hmm. I met my I met my husband working at Microsoft. I was working at Microsoft Peru, and my husband was working at Microsoft and Redmond. Oh. So we have yeah, it's an interesting story. <laughs> uh, we have. Uh, um, so we worked together for a couple of years and we established a relationship and, and then we got engaged and at the end of the day, we decide where we have, we were planning to live. So I moved to the U S mm-hmm. in 2005, in November, I have like a specific time that I could not work because the papers, right. um, they needs to be happy. But then, yeah, I, 
is find my first job as a contractor in Microsoft. Mm -hmm. I was working also as contractor in Microsoft Peru. I was now a full-time employee. Mm -hmm. And then moving here in the U.S., I find a contractor job also with Microsoft for a year. And then after that, they hired me as a full-time employee. And I have been 12 years with Microsoft until December uh, from last year when I decide to retire from Microsoft and start doing my own small business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, portion of the the majority of my savings was working at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I, we save pretty much almost uh, 50% of our salary. He was working... He was working at Microsoft also for a little bit and then moved to another company, mm-hmm. consulting com- company. And his background and my background is IT. So we are very technical people. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we save most of our money. But also coming in the U.S., uh, sometimes you get so excited. I get so excited. I'm like, oh, here, there are new scenes for the house, mm-hmm. new scenes for the bedding. Um so I started spending money also as I made it also, right. right? But then one point we say, no, okay, what is our goal? Yeah. Are we going to continue to work forever <laughs> in these companies until we are 60, 65? No. So we kind of sit together and it was not an easy conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. I think having a conversation with your partner, um, I was more of the saving aspect. My husband was more of the spending, like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is a thing is, I think you mentioned your podcast, YOLO, you only live once. And so, yes. you have to- <laughs> so he was more than that, but, um, we have a series of conversations. Uh, we go out for dinner and I kind of bring the subject a little by a little. Mm-hmm. I have to try many times because at the beginning it was more, okay. Oh, you're checking what I'm spending. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's can I would say one of the advice uh, for couple to couples to start talking about this subject, mm-hmm. and it's just it has to you have to try two three times. <laughs> yeah, and your partner get it, and the only thing they have to kind of cross the board on the table it is. Okay, what is the end goal? Yes. As a couple, we have to have that. Otherwise, I mean, if we don't have that end goal, it is hard for couples to get um, into the savings, mm-hmm. into the investment portion, and thinking about retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's what most of my income coming from Microsoft. And then um, I always has been uh, looking for opportunities, even if I work, I was working at Microsoft, looking for opportunities where I can make more money. Right. I will sell on eBay stuff that my husband had in the garage mm-hmm. or stuff that he will have in the storage unit. He will pay, I think, $50 a month when I just uh, moved to the U.S. and I said, no, I mean, that's crazy. $50. That crazy. Yeah. So we start like cleaning that and selling all that stuff. And yeah, it was not easy in the beginning, but then he got used to when the money was into the savings account and how that was growing a little bit on savings because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the banks, they don't pay you too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he got into that sense, okay, now I can sleep better. 
I have some money in the bank. I don't need to be worried about this and this. Um, so he got to, and now he's very, um, he's a person who's looking at our budget, mm -hmm. how much we are spending. I mean, we don't uh, say no to us if we want something, mm -hmm. uh, a trip, or if we want to eat next week, twice a week. We do that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of a reward for us mm -hmm. if we have been saving for all these years, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm so curious. Um, so so you were able to semi-retire um, at a young age and you brought it up to your husband like this is a goal that I think we should both try to achieve. Is he also semi-retired right now? He was. He So he was in that mode last year. Mm-hmm. Um, after working, I think, 14, 14 years in, in Accenture, which is a consulting company. Mm -hmm. So he didn't work for a year. And then he he didn't have anything what else to do, right? right. He didn't have something. Like I have my blog and I do have, uh, other things at home. They always keep me very busy uh, for now. Mm -hmm. So he had the opportunity to come back to work. Uh, has a consulting mm -hmm. and he opened his own business company last year in mm. July. Very cool. Right now he's working as a consulting for the Bill and Melinda Foundation. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he went back to work, it is the opportunity of the money that they were offering to him that he can say, <laughs> no, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't want to, but he said, hey, it's a good company, the Bill and Melinda yeah. Foundation. Um, the money they're paying me is way higher than I used to work for a, for a company. He yeah. said, no, I'm open my company and going back. Yeah. And he continues to work until now. His contract is going to end in June. Mm -hmm. And he's, still, he's going to take another break and decide what he's going to do. Right. Yeah. But mm -hmm. really right now with the investments and the money that we have, safe and mm -hmm. um, he he's he can be I mean he, he doesn't need to go back to work basically mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the point of it all he even though he chose to go back to work and maybe he'll take a break maybe he'll go back to work he has the freedom the financial freedom that he can make that choice and I think that's the kind of the important thing to take away is most people don't most people have to work there's no other option because they have debt or they are living paycheck to paycheck so to get to a place where you have enough money in your investments and your savings that you can decide, you know, if you want to work, where you want to work and for how long. That's pretty special. Yeah. I think when, I mean, when I finished my relationship with Microsoft last year, um, this is something that I talked to to my boss Mm -hmm. And this is a conversation that we have for a year before I do this. Oh, okay. And this is something that I talk to my husband and say, hey, I want to end that relationship in a good terms with mm -hmm. Microsoft. And I cannot prepare my bosses in that way. And my performance and my bonus and everything was not impacted. But it's just in the sense of me, like, I need to make sure I don't burn any bridge. Yeah. And, and because I love the company. I mean, yeah. I love the job that I was doing. It's just uh, I end one cycle working for a company and I say, no, I need to do something for myself. Yeah. To start something they they I think I, I lost my my sense of, okay, waking up in the morning, oh, let's go to... 
I mean, there were some days that, yes, I mean, I, I love Microsoft. It's an amazing company, but there were some days, oh, no, it's so rainy. I don't want to go to work, but I have to, right? I have mm-hmm. to show up. Mm-hmm. And that sense, okay, someone owns me yeah. and I have to go because otherwise I don't, I don't get the paycheck, right? Yeah. Um, so that sense, I didn't like it. And yeah. I said, no, yeah. this is not for me. So I did it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And now. And now you're doing what you want to do. Do you have a sense of, like, do you feel like you will ever go back to kind of a full-time corporate job? Do you think, or do you think that's kind of in the past? You're just going to do uh, your own business now? I would, I think that's in the past, mm-hmm. but I never say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a right now, I'm saying, no, that's, that's the past and no anymore working as a, a full-time employee for another company. Mm-hmm. But I can come back there if there is a possible possibility to come back for three months, four months to do a consulting portion in, in, in Microsoft, another company, if the opportunity is there mm-hmm. and the pay is good, and I will jump in and do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and, for, yeah. for a specific time or period, no, like, I mean, I'm thinking three months to six months, no more than that. Exactly. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about your blog. Um, what, when did you start it and, and why did you, um, well, a couple of things, like why did you want it to be, you know, Spanish language? Obviously that is your uh, first language, but did you find like there was just like a lack of kind of personal finance and just like helpful information for people that speak Spanish? Yes. And especially I so the reason why I, I opened my blog after the recession in 2008 when the market went down, mm-hmm. the house prices, everything was a chaos. Yes, and I started two years after that. So I started my blog in 2010, mm-hmm. and I found only one, a couple of blogs in Spanish that they were talking about the coupons because I was into the coupons, into mm-hmm. the savings, how I save money. Even if I was producing good money, the Microsoft pay me and my husband yeah. was getting a good salary, I always look for things like, okay, I can save here, so what I have to pay full price. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that in a, a little bit of that, and I found two blogs that were doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't see anymore. So right. this is an opportunity for me to connect with uh, my Spanish community to write in Spanish because working here at Microsoft in Seattle, is, everything is English. I don't see mm-hmm. too many people even in the stores here or my neighbors. They're all um, Americans mm-hmm. and they speak English only, right? Mm-hmm. So I still had that need to connect. Oh, there is another Latinos here that I can talk, I can connect. So I connect with these two blog. Uh, ladies that they, they have their blog and they help me oh yeah you can work for me like mm-hmm. write something for me so I start working uh, at night with them a specific uh, blog post that they need mm-hmm. and then I start my own blog because they help me mm-hmm. and so I started in 2010 and with my work at Microsoft obviously I cannot give it a hundred percent to the blog I only blog in the night when yeah. I have some time in Saturday and Sunday. But then since last year, I start on December when I end mm-hmm. my relationship with Microsoft and say, no, we need to start doing more work here. Mm-hmm. So I start putting more money uh, into the side, into marketing and 
really since I started in 2010, thanks to the community, thanks to the bloggers, they are there to help you. I have many opportunities working with many brands mm -hmm. and the I get right now I'm getting an income from the blog. So nice. Yeah, as I mentioned, just look in different source of income because you don't know where your money is going to to, yeah. to come. You can generate this source of income. So that's what was Absolutely. one of my goals. And what is the name of your blog? Because I feel like I do a terrible, <laughs> trip. like I probably won't pronounce it right. Yeah, so I was looking for for uh, a name and I say, well, super baratissimo or gratis, which is super cheap or free. Okay. <laughs> so, so I post things like giveaways, when the brand is launching a new product, they have like samples. And that's my way to uh, catch people's attention. But then I also talk about um, blog posts, uh, how to pay your credit card, mm -hmm. or how to talk to your husband about money, right? All the stuff that I'm, went, I'm going through my life, I put it on my blog, obviously in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm wondering, it seems like you've always, you know, you're, you know, very smart with your money. Has it always been the case? Like, how did you learn to deal with money? Because I feel like a lot of people that especially, you know, are lucky enough to get a really good corporate job that pays well, they usually just blow all of their salary. And they're not like, they probably wouldn't even think to save like 50% of their salary. So how did you uh, figure out how to, you know, maximize the income that you were generating? Yeah, I think that was at the age of 13. I saw my mom uh, when I was growing up in Lima, Peru. Mm -hmm. She was working until 11 p.m. My dad was working until 11 p.m. And I have my older brother raise us. And mm -hmm. there were four kids. I mean, mm -hmm. my little sister and my older two brothers. So we, we are four. Mm -hmm. And... I sat that environment and I said, oh, no, I'm not having kids because four kids is <laughs> too much to deal with. And also the money was not enough, yeah. right? I mean, we have, I mean, we, we have food on the table, we have clothes, mm -hmm. uh, no the fancy clothes or the new clothes or the brand name clothes, of course not. Mm -hmm. So since that age, I said, no, the only way that I'm going to um, get out or have a better life of um, with the current situation that we were living mm -hmm. there, it is, I need to study, I need to start making some money. Mm -hmm. And I saw my mom, she, I mean, she worked until midnight sometimes with my dad. Mm -hmm. And my mom will be the person who will be saving all my dad's paycheck. Even if my dad was a little hesitant, like, <laughs> no, I need it for Friday, right? Mm -hmm. He will get with friends but even with that there would be some arguments about that but at the end of the day my mom was like okay give me the check I'm cashing in mm -hmm. and I'm saving it and I they got a my dad's a teacher and also a mechanic he mm -hmm. worked in the afternoon as a mechanic so my mom will save that money to buy this big machine which I don't know how I say in Spanish in English mm -hmm. uh, it was a big machine it was six thousand dollars so mm -hmm. They saved $6,000 to get this big thing. They basically put me to a private a private university in Lima, Peru, where I finished my uh, computer science degree. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess that kind of hard work ethic and just that, like, in 
you know, frugality that you saw from your mom definitely kind of uh, seeped into your life, which I totally get. I feel like that's a, kind of like where a lot of people that are good with money at the beginning is because their parents kind of showed by example how to handle money. Yeah. And I say, I mean, many people has, I mean, you and I, many people has these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. And I think we should not be ashamed. We should be, um, we should be embracing that. Because if I didn't went through that kind of situation with my mom, with four kids, with mm -hmm with the money was not enough, I would not be here today. Yeah. With the education they have, with the savings they have, and the freedom they have. Mm -hmm. So one thing they did it is um after I finished, um I always send money to my mom. Mm -hmm. Every month I send them um money to my mom for her expenses. Mm -hmm. But in December when I quit my job on, on Microsoft when I end my relationship with Microsoft I call my mom and my dad and I say, hey, guys, thank you so much because I'm 40, mm -hmm. being a semi-retired, and this will be not be possible without your help and support mm -hmm. and education that you guys uh, provide that to me. So they were so happy that, that we can do that. Aw, that's so nice. <laughs> no, seriously, because if they didn't put them pay for this uh, private university. I pay mm -hmm. half, but they yeah. help me. Yeah. Seriously. In, in back in Lima, I was, I think the, I mean, I got a, like a half scholarship, a quarter scholarship between the years. Um, I think it was 250 to $400 a month for this private university. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and, but it was not, it's not, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money That's there. That's a lot of money. Back, yeah. yeah. Back oh, in wow. these years. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That gives you some perspective. Um, yeah. I, I'm so curious coming from Peru now living in the States. Um, was that our transition? I'm always so curious about people who make that big, you know, jump. I always like compare, like I moved from Vancouver to Toronto, not a big deal, but it was a big, <laughs> it was a big deal in my life. So I can't imagine what your move to a completely new country, different language was like. Oh, yeah. I mean, the English, I mean, I knew a little bit of English, but uh, not too much. Mm -hmm. So that was a big change also for my family. Mm -hmm. Right. But I went, I jumped with the two feet. I mean, I say, okay, uh, my husband and I, we are going to start a relationship. We are mm -hmm. going to live together first time. And so I was so excited. So it's a mix. Okay. A new um uh, a marriage, a uh, mm -hmm. new house. Well, no, we didn't have a house at that time. It was a mm -hmm. condo that we rent. And was uh, three, the transition of the three months they have to wait to work mm -hmm. because I need to have my social security ID mm -hmm. in order for me to work. That was a little uh, hard and, and also the weather. Mm -hmm. Right. Being at home, I wouldn't I was not be able to drive because I have to get my driver's license and stuff like that. That was a little hard yeah. the first three months. But then after that, I just jumping with the two two feet in front and, and and you adjust. I mean, yeah, sometimes we feel like, oh, no, it's going to be hard. What is going to happen? Sometimes you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. And as a humans, we adapt to situations, right? Mm -hmm. To new environments, thing. it's just embracing and go for. Yeah. 
and just give it time. Like for me, I found the first year in a new uh, place was really hard, but now I've been here for almost four years and it's like, oh, you kind of forget about how hard it was at the beginning because <laughs> you're like, oh, it's fine now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we attack, I mean, uh, to the weather, to the situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So I would love to know now that you are semi-retired, what do you... Uh, like to do now with all your free time? I know that you, you know, obviously put way more time and energy into your blog, but yeah, what other kind of things are you up to that, you know, are kind of nice benefits of being semi-retired? Yeah. So my husband and I uh, always talk to your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are in, in a, we have a goal after he finishes contract in June, the, we are going to rent this house. We, uh, own a house, big house here in, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to rent the house so we can move out to a sunny place because mm-hmm. we don't like the weather here. Yes. <laughs> Sounds about like something I do. <laughs> so I'm th- in the morning I work on my blog. Mm-hmm. So I wake up and do all the work on, on the blog and stuff the, and opportunities that I can make some income. Mm-hmm. So that's taking care in the morning. In the afternoon, I started cleaning, the remodelation, having people here doing, fixing the bathroom and stuff like that. And that's when I do my chores. Mm-hmm. I love to listen uh, to hear on YouTube the podcast about money, mm-hmm. finance, investment. And and then I, I work a little bit on my blog mm-hmm. or learning about investing. Mm-hmm. I think it's not just savings. Mm-hmm. I was thinking before savings, okay, I just need to save, save, mm-hmm. save. No. No. <laughs> it is invest that money. That so what are saving, some of the things right? that you've learned about investing that kind of surprised you? My husband has managed all the investment. He's pretty good. He did some few bad decisions, but mm-hmm. overall, pretty good uh, money. And that's one of the source of uh, dividend income mm-hmm. that we are getting that we say, okay, we're good here. Mm-hmm. So I start, um, I knew investment a little bit for my husband, but I didn't play with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I say, no way. I'm opening my own investment account <laughs> and I'm starting doing it. And so I invest in I start last year mm-hmm. and I invest about right now I have seven companies and they're investing mm-hmm. and I kind of put in my head, okay, what are my goals for this investment? So I'm looking at 10 year uh, investment mm-hmm. portion and I'm looking at investments that pay dividends mm-hmm. and I'm looking at companies that I know and I use. Mm-hmm. So, my learning it is, okay, what is your methodology, your, your philosophy of investment? You have to have that clear right. in order for you to invest. And obviously, you have to have the money, right? Mm-hmm. If you have debt, okay, take care of that debt first, mm-hmm. looking at different sources of e- income, how you can generate income from your work, but look for other opportunities to pay that debt first. Mm-hmm. Then when you have some money, when you have some savings, then me as a woman, I feel like, okay, I don't know too much. So that makes me feel no independent. Mm-hmm. And I say, no way. I need to start learning and reading. So mm-hmm. I got a book. Um, I seen the book. It is Warren Buffett Invest Like a Girl. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good book 
they kind of give me a little guidance. They didn't told me, okay, where I should invest, but right. it gave me a little guidance and confidence. Okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I just need to put my hands on it and start learning and play with. I Me, mean, I'm playing with money. Mm-hmm. My husband always looking to, but yeah, I invest in, in these companies and my goal is to have by the end of this year to have at least $5,000 in dividends mm-hmm. that I'm getting mm-hmm. for the full year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I feel like investing is always kind of the last thing people think about, but it it's a game changer once you really, and, and people are afraid because they think it's overcomplicated because lots of people overcomplicate it. But I think uh, it's definitely something that you shouldn't uh, avoid. Saving is important. Budgeting is important, of course, but investing is so important too. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, I would say investment is the way how you are going to insurance uh Good retirement, mm-hmm. the lifestyle that you want, that retirement that you want. Investment, in my opinion, investment on the market or investment in property, that's the things that are going to take you to that level of retirement that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lillian, for joining me on the show. Once again, what was the name of your blog? <laughs> <laughs> it is superbaratissimoogratis.com. Beautiful. I will link to that in the show notes in case anyone wants to check yeah. it out and learn some Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you, so you much. Jessica. You are I so welcome. It. You're so welcome. And that was episode 118, the first Lister series episode in season five. Uh, and that was Lillian Hearn, the listener that you just heard on my show. If you want to be like Lillian and join me on a Listener series episode of the Mo Money podcast, you can do it. It's uh, not too tricky. All you have to do is go to the show notes at jessicamorehouse.com slash 118. I'm going to put some more information on how to get in touch with me to see if you can be on the show, which would be super, super fun. I know you'll love chatting with me. I'm very chattable. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Um, so hopefully you will decide to uh, take this opportunity and share your story with the world. I think a lot of people can probably learn from uh, your you know, successes and your failures and your journey in entirety. And before I let you go, and there's also a, a few more details I want to share with you, so do not go away. I just want to share a, a few words from this episode's sponsor. A big thank you to Credit Card Genius for supporting the Mo Money podcast. If you're not aware, they are the only tool that compares over 50 features of 150 Canadian credit cards by using math-based ratings and rankings that respond to your needs instantly. Now you can get rewarded faster without all the headache. If you want to find the best credit card for you, make sure to check out creditcardgenius.ca to learn more. Once again, visit creditcardgenius.ca to learn more. So thank you again for listening to this episode of the Mo Money Podcast. Uh, if you're not aware, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, uh, well, I am running a contest right now, guys, uh, basically the, the whole season of the podcast. So October, November, December of the show, I'm going to be drawing a winner each month um, to win a $25 Amazon gift card. If you want to be that winner, well, uh, it's super easy to enter. Just go to the show notes, jessicamorehouse.com slash 118. Uh, but basically, you just have to give me an iTunes review, send it my way with your contact details, and you will be in the running to win an Amazon 
gift card. Easy peasy literally will take you two seconds to leave me a review. And also, also, I will give you a shout out on a future episode as my way of saying thank you, thank you, and thank you. Well, thank you again, uh, again, again, uh, for listening. I'm going to see you back here next Wednesday with a fresh new episode of the Mo Money Podcast. So, uh, if you haven't subscribed to, you know, my show on, I don't know, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever, might as well do it now because I've got a lot of great episodes coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.